As winter meetings are officially underway down in Nashville, what are some of the goals for the Washington Nationals to really kind of hit over these next few days? We'll get into that after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. For all your latest Nationals news and notes, just make sure to check us out over on there. While you're at it, search and subscribe to Locked On Nationals wherever you get your podcasts. Later on in today's show, Let's talk about an old friend, Juan Soto. Juan Soto and all the trade rumors from the San Diego Padres. What is happening with that? We're just going to kind of discuss that a little bit later on because it seems to me there's a little bit of traction kind of catching on and something that could be happening any moment now. So let's discuss that a little later on today. Also, Chelsea Janes of the Washington Post, she actually kind of discussed a story about a potential national sale and really just kind of getting into some of the philosophy into what the Nationals could be looking at and maybe new ownership here. We're going to discuss that a little later on today, but let's start off here discussing the winter meetings that are starting, that have started already yesterday, really, but really gets into the thick of it today. Before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel and make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So the Nationals and the rest of Major League Baseball, they are down in Nashville for the MLB winter meetings, in which this is the time of year where the hot stove really starts to get hot and a lot of different trades that are happening. All 30 MLB executives, all the top executives at least, they're all meetings with agents, with other executives, kicking the tires, talking, really just networking, all the different things. That is what happens down at the MLB winter meeting. So what are some of the Nationals' goals? What are some things that they just have to get done at this deadline? Well, first, talking about the Major League roster here, they have to look around and say, these are the holes that we need to fill because we don't have any prospects coming this way. Because I think we're going to kind of get into what the Nationals could be thinking as far as spending goes here in the second segment today. But I think we all kind of know the answer to that. They're not really in the business to be adding some big superstar kind of talent. They're certainly not in the business to be adding a Shohei Otani. They're definitely not in the business of adding a Cody Bellinger or anyone of that kind of pedigree, you could say. So where should the Nationals look for immediately to try to impact their roster? Well, number one, I think going into the winter meetings, the Nationals, they're going to find a way to sign some sort of first baseman. Now, who could that be? There's a lot of different names that we have kind of talked about and discussed over this offseason. There's a Joey Votto, a 40-year-old kind of free agent out there who, you know, it's Joey Votto, potentially a future Hall of Famer, one of the better hitters of the last 10 years. You could go after someone like that and say, let's give him a one-year, $15 million deal, see what he can do, maybe trade him at the deadline. And there's also someone else like a Rowdy Telez, a former All-Star of sorts, someone who has had power in the past, 
kind of took a step back this last year and was non-tendered by the Milwaukee Brewers this offseason. He's the name that, in my opinion, is probably the most likely when it comes to signing Nationals first baseman, just because of all things considered. Number one, he fits that kind of role here, who's going to be playing 162 games unless something crazy happens to Rowdy Telez. He's going to be playing here. He has a pretty long history of staying healthy. And also three, he kind of fits that role of someone who could turn back around a little bit and maybe the Nationals try to trade at the deadline. Those are the kind of things that the Nationals are going to be looking for at these winter meetings. And also, this is kind of like the take a shot out of nowhere, you could say. Reese Hoskins. At one point in time, maybe it looked a little more likely to where the Nationals could be shopping for a Reese Hoskins, could be in that market as to why it would make sense, signing another former Philadelphia Philly, similar to what they did back with Jason Worth in 2011. But now, as we kind of know, doesn't really feel that way anymore as time has kind of progressed throughout this offseason I think one thing has really just stayed true to itself they're not really going to be in that market and I don't think the Nationals they're going to be trying to spend the money that Reese Hoskins could be demanding and also maybe Reese Hoskins probably doesn't want to come here either considering he's going to want to win he's been to a World Series he wants to win one though it's a little bit different when you haven't been there So with Reese Hoskins, is he going to come here? Is he going to take the chances on this Nationals team like the Nationals taking a chance on him? I don't think so. I don't think it makes sense for Reese Hoskins. And also at this moment, does it make too much sense for the Nationals? Well, if they were to spend a bulk load of their money and really try to front load this roster, it probably could make sense. But at this moment, I'm not going to bet on it because I haven't seen the Nationals kind of be this aggressive team in quite some time. I'm not going to expect them to do this right now with Reese Hoskins because I think it's a little early in this process to really kind of spend on someone of that department. Now, if you're going to give them that one-year deal, that is what we've all been clamoring for this offseason because I think that is probably the most realistic option, if anything. You give them a one-year deal, probably give them a little bit more money than he deserves and quite a lot more money than he deserves, we're being honest. You're going to pay that loser tax. But still, it would make a lot of sense for this team. But the ultimate question is not if we want to do it. It's if probably if Reese Hoskins wants to do it as well. Does he want to come to a rebuilding situation here, which they're not likely to compete in 2024? Those are the questions that you have to ask as we sit here today. But it's also not just about first base. That was goal number one. Goal number one, in my opinion, you got to add power into this lineup. You have to add that, and that's with pairing that with a, hopefully a trusted first baseman, someone like a Rowdy Telez. In my opinion, that is the guy who just kind of sticks through, in my opinion, kind of getting into this offseason as he was non-tendered. That had Nationals written all over it. A power lefty bat, someone you could drop in the middle of this lineup, play first base every day, and do it so at a good rate. I think that's what probably fits Nationals' needs more than anything else at this moment in time. But adding a second need, because I do have three needs in total, I think the Nationals, they need to add a starting pitcher. Now, who's that going to be? Who's that going to look like? Well, if we're being honest, it's not going to be someone that you're going to say, this guy could be an ace someday. No. It's probably going to be from the tier of a Trevor Williams yet again. And some people may say, I'm out. I am good on that. But no. 
The Nationals, they're going to need to add some sort of veteran pitcher to this roster, even if it's someone who could be a swingman, could be a starter slash or a lever and kind of play that role that Trevor Williams was with the Mets in 2022. That is kind of something that I think the Nationals, they need to consider that probably just as much as a power hitting lefty first baseman. That's what makes the most sense this moment. Because when you have such a young staff the way the Nationals do, founded by Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray, Jake Urban, to name a few, Jackson Rutledge and Cade Cavalli, all these guys, the Nationals, they're going to want to take a good look at those four guys this year. And you're going to have amplitude of opportunities to see them as Cade Cavalli gets healthy, as maybe Jackson Rutledge solidifies himself as a back-end rotation guy. You're going to want to see all these guys eventually. So it's like you're going to have to play this game of you already have Trevor Williams under contract. You have Patrick Corbin under contract for one more year. You're going to have to figure out something to do here. You can't just have all these guys out there and sign another starting pitcher and then not have anywhere to place them. Then all of a sudden you're in a really bad predicament where one guy you maybe want to see may not be in the rotation anymore. So the Nationals, they're going to have to try to tow this line, in my opinion. And the way that they can help tow this line, well, we've always said you put Trevor Williams back in the bullpen because that's kind of where he belongs at this stage of his career. Trevor Williams should not be in that starting lineup or in the starting rotation, rather. So you try to get another veteran pitcher, someone of that bucket again. Again, you're not going to be pitching. You're not going to be paying someone to be your front of the line, number two, number three starter for this season. That's not going to work out for us. So go back in that bucket again. Hopefully you just have better luck this time around and you don't end up with kind of another Trevor Williams situation. And as well as in years past, we've all seen this kind of work out before with Chad Cool, all the other pitchers out there. If the Nationals were to add at this moment in time when it comes to their starting pitching, they're probably not going to do too much at this moment, but we'll just have to see. The Nationals, all right, to kind of wrap up this quickly, they need to add a reliever. You always need to add a reliever. And I think at this deadline, also the Nationals, they did open up two spots in their 40-man roster. So they certainly kind of mean something could be coming up the pipe here. Mike Rizzo has discussed starting pitching, as well as bullpen help, as well as a first baseman. So I think it's going to look up from here in which the Nationals, they could be in that market of a first baseman, as well as a starting pitcher and or relief pitcher. But also, let's get cute here. Jared Kalanick got traded from the Mariners all the way to the Atlanta Braves just yesterday, which, by the way, what a deal by the Atlanta Braves. I cannot believe it. I want the Nationals to do something like that. That is also just kind of one of my mid-tier goals for this winter meetings. They haven't been rumored to make any trades. They haven't really been rumored to make any moves whatsoever up to this point in time. Why not try to trade for a prospect for the Chief? Why not look for someone who... Maybe a disgruntled uh, former prospect who may not be getting the playing time that he once deserved. Why don't the Nationals try to swoop in, maybe try to snag that first base? Maybe try it. Just do something. Do something as to that caliber that the Atlanta Braves do every damn offseason and all the different things and consider here. I want the Nationals to do that. Be a smart team. Be at the forefront of something. Because in my opinion... We're not too, too far off this moment in time. You can make some moves for prospects that you never know may hit. You maybe go after Jonathan India and try to work over 
another former prospect that you have and get him to Cincinnati. Try to do something. At least kick the tires on one of those moves. Because the Nationals, again, you need to start filling out these missing pieces in your lineup. And if you believe, let's say, if you want to go after Jonathan India and you're not believing in second baseman Luis Garcia for the future, which is a real argument, then why don't you go after someone like that and try to improve your roster right here and right now? Because that is where I see the Nationals, and that is what I see them potentially doing if they were to go out there and make a trade. Try to go out there and get a Jonathan India, a former NL Rookie of the Year, someone who has showed promise and who can play second base and other uh, defensive positions as well. There's a lot out there, but at this moment, just do something, Nationals. How about that? Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check us out. Just search Locked On Nationals wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to hit that subscriber button as well. Now, let me tell you guys about our good friends over at FanDuel and guys. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action because the app is so easy to use. And there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more like tonight with the Jags and, of course, The Bengals, you know, the Bengals, they're missing Joe Burrow at this moment in time. I'm going to put a little money on my guys, the Jaguars. You never know with Jacksonville. They could come out firing. I think Travis Etienne scores a touchdown, all those different things. You can do that and have a little bit more fun with our friends at FanDuel. So while you're at it, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Now we get back into it as the Nationals, oh man, the Washington Nationals. Chelsea Janes from the Washington Post, a national MLB writer for the Washington Post, obviously. She's talked about kind of what could be coming up the pipe for this Nationals team. She talked to some people off the record with the Nationals, related to the Nationals, all the different things out there. And at this moment, she updated us on the Nationals learner ownership situation where does this stand well we stand the same place where we stand one year ago this has been a frustrating process to say the least because now for almost two years the Washington Nationals have been up for sale we know that we all kind of said oh that's a little surprising but the most frustrating part of this is that no one really knows if they have two feet in the door, and when I mean they, I mean the Lerner family, no one really knows if they're all in on this baseball team moving forward. And I don't think at this moment in time, you could really say this ownership group is all in on this team. And you can't necessarily make that case. You're in the middle of this rebuild. You have announced, you went out, out of your way to announce that you are looking for a potential sale. And you have since not really walk those steps back at this moment. You have not come out and say, we are not going to sell the team because maybe they are just looking out there trying to get a sale done still. Maybe they are. But I wish there was just some transparency in this process. I wish there was someone who can just come out and say, 
this is what we want. This is what we hope to get. And let's see if we can get it done. If we don't get that goal, then we're not going to sell the team. All we've heard so far is just rumor after rumor after rumor. And a lot of this has come from the Washington Post and as well as Talk Nats. All the different accounts out there have been breaking news in this story. It just gets more frustrating and more frustrating as time goes by. Because one thing has kind of stood clear to me over the last few years here. The Lerner family, they don't really seem to be two feet in the door of this ownership group. They don't really seem to be all in on this national scene. There's a lot of different things that have been going on behind the scenes and which have kind of crumbled out, trading away Juan Soto, cutting payroll, all the different things. It hasn't been a good you know, year and a half for the Lerner family. It just has not been that. So going into... Now, another offseason in which, are we going to be selling this team? Are the Nationals going to be looking for new ownership now? We don't know. And the thing is, while some things change, other things stay the same. And those things that stay the same is that the things that are blocking this Nationals team from selling this operation. That is massive. Now, Ted Leonsis, he was also mentioned and then viewed as the front runner still, and has even gone over to say that in like October sports business journal meetings back in October. He has actually gone on record and said, I would actually like to add baseball into my portfolio. Ted Leonsis, if the Nationals were to sell the team, it's going to be Ted Leonsis to buy it. I can tell you that right now. That is just something that's not me reporting anything, obviously, but just reading all the lines here, it's going to be Ted Leonsis if the Nationals do decide to sell. But how fair is it to continue down this path for the Nats? How fair is it to the fans? How fair is it to Mike Rizzo? How fair is it to Davey Martinez? Because that's where I kind of think we stand right here and right now. And the fact is, as this kind of fiasco continues to roll on, you don't think MLB agents out there are thinking, well, we don't know what the Lerner family is going to do. Why would you want to go to an ownership situation where they may not invest in you the way that you want them to invest in you. They may not add another starting pitcher at the deadline. They may not sign another free agent to really pair up the middle infield there. They may not do all these things because we don't know what their intentions are. We hear that they want to sell the team. Well, if you want to sell the team, that means you already have one foot out the door. And if you're currently exploring that potential sale, then you are certainly not two feet in the door. And if you are a big free agent, or if you are a big agent for that matter, like a Scott Boris, you're certainly saying, stay away from this organization because they're not going to be the ones to invest in you. They're not going to be the ones to put pieces around you to make you more successful, to make this team more successful. And the reason why we say that, well, just kind of look around. This Nationals team and really the way and the lack of wins and all the other things surrounding this team over the last year and a half, There's been a lot of bad, and a lot of this stuff has probably been pretty avoidable if it wasn't for this kind of sense of just messiness at the top of this organization as we sit here today. Because the Nationals, let's be honest, it's been a little bit of a mess since we won a World Series. I love this team. I love the organization. It's still a good organization at the end of the day, in my opinion, but it's been a mess. And this learner family thing, as it continues to go on, as we continue to see these different stories of, yes, they're still exploring a sale, but they're not going to sell the team until they get the money that they want. 
in which is probably around $2.4 billion in which the Mets sold for back in 2020. That's what they're going to be looking for right here and right now. Are they worth that? Who knows at this moment in time? Because you still have a couple bad contracts you got to feed out. Well, not bad with Max Scherzer, but with Steven Strasburg, certainly under consideration. One more year of Patrick Corbin. There's a lot of different things to consider here in which the Nationals, they're going to have to find a way to get better. And how will that come? I guess we'll just have to see. Thank you all for making Locked on Net your first list. Every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check us out. Just search Locked on Nationals wherever you get your pods and make sure to hit that subscriber button over on YouTube. Next, Juan Soto. We got to talk about Juan Soto. What is happening with our guy, Juan Soto? Where is he going to go? Where's the latest rumor? And is he even going to get traded? We're going to discuss that after this. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. So Ken Rosenthal, a handful of weeks ago, came out and said, it's not just a matter of if, it's a matter of when Juan Soto gets traded. And ever since then, the rumors have been piling out. They have been flowing out of San Diego. A lot of different things have happened with them. Unfortunately, the Padres owner has passed away. They've got some payroll issues. And now Juan Soto, yet again, is at the center of trade discussions. Where is he going to go at this moment in time? Because over the last week, everything has pointed to the New York Yankees. And I still sit here today, I'll just rip that Band-Aid right off. I still think it's going to be the New York Yankees that trade for someone like a Juan Soto. But over the last few days here, you have a team like the Toronto Blue Jays aggressively trying to pry Soto away and maybe also trying to make a splash for Shohei Otani. Now, are they going to be out there going for both those guys? I don't necessarily think that. I don't, I don't think it would be a smart thing for the Blue Jays to do unless they were to just go all in for this year and try to win with a super team with a Bo Bichette and a Vladdy Guerrero Jr. and all those other guys on that team that are pretty damn good at what they do. I don't think that's what the Blue Jays want to do, though. I still think today, going into it, Juan Soto is going to be a New York Yankee when it's all said and done. Is that something that we all want to see? I don't know. I don't hate the Yankees. I certainly don't hate them whatsoever. I can kind of like them, in fact. I know it's crazy to say that, but I want to not hate to see that when it comes to Juan Soto. But the San Diego Padres, what they're asking for, well, number one, they are not going to be asking for a Juan Soto kind of package in which the Nationals got from San Diego. They're going to be losing a ton of value comparing to what they got last deadline. Now, they will be gaining a lot back, and with their development system, they could be gaining even a little bit more than what the Nationals got considering what they do with all those prospects that they could get back in this deal. But are the Yankees really going to be the team to give up Anthony Volpe, Jason Dominguez, Clark Schmidt, and as well as your other top prospects just to land a guy like Juan Soto, someone who's going to be a free agent after this year, someone who's going to want to negotiate with other teams and because that's what Scott Boris does and that's what he does best, in fact. This is what the Borises want. This is what Soto wants. He wants this bidding war going after him in which you're just seeing this on the trade market right now. A lot of teams may be balking this. A lot of teams may be looking at it and say, 
We don't want to trade all these prospects for someone who may be gone and who certainly very well could be gone after this coming season. But what team, and there is going to be a team out there that will give up all those prospects, who will kind of revamp that Padres farm system. It's going to be an interesting one, but what do Nationals fans think? I want to see him go to New York. I want to see him with the Yankees. I think that'd be a really cool thing. And ultimately, I think it's going to be good for baseball if he does decide to go there. Or not if he decides to go there, but if the Padres decide to trade him over to the New York Yankees. Thank you all for making Locked on Nets your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. So tomorrow for day three of MLB winter meetings, we'll discuss that and all the other things that are going to be coming out, flowing out about the Nationals. Will they sign someone? Who will it be? What could it be? We'll just have to see as the season goes on. But of course, I'll catch you on Tuesday's show. Have a good one.